0: All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Watchwell Podcast. My name is Parker, and I am one of your co-hosts. Here is my other co-host, Nick.
1: Nick. Are we going to do it again? How was your week? It's deja vu all over again.
0: It's deja vu all over again, yeah.
1: You know, weirdly, this might seem odd, but my week has been exactly like the last episode, you asked
0: me. Pretty similar. Yeah,
1: it's been a little... It's a little strange, but a little strange. Good, it, it gets good.
0: strange when you do two recordings on one yeah, day. Yeah, and yes. when you
1: still ask, "How was your week?" when it's the same week. Yeah,
0: but we have to keep the tradition going. Yeah. so traditions are good. Ish. Ish. <laughs> ish. Fair enough. Yeah. We also have another guest in the uh, in the studio today, my lovely bride, Kayla. How are
2: you? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys?
0: Great so today we are actually doing uh we're gonna do a movie review through the lens of truth on crazy stupid love starring who steve uh, carell emma stone ryan gosling
1: julianne yeah, um is yeah is that her last name yeah that sounds right
0: julianne Moore, i think yeah, yeah. what a crazy part she plays <laughs> um <clears throat> let's see uh And we didn't want to do this movie without a female (laughs) because it's a chick flick and we wanted to maintain our man cards. Yeah. Right? Acceptable. Yeah. You know, it was between Crazy Stupid Love and What Women Want. And two dudes talking about what women want didn't seem very fitting. So we ended up going with Crazy Stupid Love and inviting... Although that that does kind of uh,
1: fit in line with that movie with What Women Want. It does, so it does. Cool.
2: Maybe next time.
1: Maybe next time, right? So, um, cool. Uh, real
0: quick, before we get started, uh, we left a disclaimer at the end of the last episode, and I wanted to start with it on this episode. Um, and I wanted to just throw this out there. It might come across a little harsh. That's okay. But if you are a regular viewer of the Watchwell Podcast, we we want to ask that you share the podcast. Uh, And also, if you don't mind going into whatever podcast platform, uh, if you're just listening to the audio... Uh, audio podcast go into whatever podcast platform you use and give us a a review five-star reviews help the algorithm it helps us get pushed to more people and then also just remember the like button is nice but it does nothing to help us reach more people so the biggest uh, like you could give us would be to share the podcast on youtube um, and we would be very grateful if you did that So starting off on that, let's get into the movie. Nick, Hmm. do you want to run through characters? Do you want to, how do you want to start this one out, buddy?
1: That is a good question. Um, I'm actually looking up some basic info about it. So, you know, just to get started with this, how we usually start, we didn't start the last episode this way, but um, it is rated PG 13. It's a romance, a lot of, Sexual jokes and sexual situations. Um, so, with that being said, Plugged In Movie Reviews does not have a review because it's too old of a movie for that. But Common Sense Media does recommend that no one under fourteen watch this movie. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm 100% on board. My with number that.
0: was gonna be my number was gonna be 15.
2: I think I was thinking freshman in high school. So yep. yeah, right around I agree 14, with that. 15.
1: And I would imagine that if it had like one more cuss word, it's probably rated R. Like, just, it seems like it's right on the <laughs> yeah. verge of.
0: Or if, or if a, uh, like a sensual scene went a little bit further, yeah. for sure. Um, so, again, Nick, Nick usually offers this disclaimer. Any movie that we, we ever review is never an endorsement to watch it. You know, you have to kind of search your own convictions and, and, uh, you know, scripture and, you know, your own opinions and feelings towards different movies that we review it's never an endorsement to watch uh, a movie that we review but we want to go before hollywood as paul did go before the men of athens and use their art against them to show what they already know to be true and that is christ is real he died for our sins and the christian god is the one and only god worth worshiping yep so, Nick, I actually want to ask you this question to kind of kick it off. You're driving down the road on a rainy night, and your wife turns to you and says, "I've had an affair, and it's your fault."
1: How do you proceed? Well, I probably do you pull a
2: Steve Yeah, Carole, I
0: probably would not jump station. out of the
1: car and and roll. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, you're,
0: so you're not going to jump out of the well, car? Maybe,
1: I, maybe I would. Who knows?
0: Only if she keeps talking, yeah, that, right? The,
1: the, shock, the shock in that moment is, uh, yeah, I mean, it's very, I don't know if I could predict my response. Maybe I would jump out of the car and roll, or, I, I mean, I really don't know.
2: So it, it felt like a real reaction. Like, it felt like honest that he like to ha- just like jump out of the car like that felt like a real moment now i don't you know could, if we you could people yeah. jumping out of cars yeah. every day but well i agree with that
0: because and i think steve carell I, you know as funny as the guy is and as crazy as he is he's actually really good oh here. yeah and oh, and yeah. i think that the way he portrayed that was just his soul was lost yeah. completely and that's why he's gonna yeah, jump out the car he just was defeated yep. as a man and that's so true you yep. know that's so true. So I wanted to start that off by asking you that question because I wanted to know if you would jump out of the car. That's essentially what she said,
1: right? I've cheated on you.
0: I've committed adultery, and it's your well, fault. Well, he says
1: something like, "What do you want?" Talking, of, I, they were talking about something else. Like I, I don't remember the whole conversation, but he asked the question, "What do you want?" And then her answer is, "I want a divorce." Right. Yeah.
0: And then and then he didn't want to give it to her, or there was a discrepancy, something, and then and then. Uh, Driving home, she just
1: was going mm-hmm. on, on and, and on and on and, on and, is what and she on, wanted. Yeah.
0: and then he jumps out the car, which I thought was really funny. So,
1: My, Michael yeah. Scott rolling um, out of a car, Michael
0: Scott. Yeah. So um,
1: adultery, man. That's a that's a big one. Yeah. So that kind of sets the stage for the whole thing, right? Is his it does. his heartache his um you know it's like okay here's here's this you know inciting incident this moment where it, you know his entire life kind of falls apart and then from that moment you're kind of left with okay now what do i do now what is my life supposed to be like now you know what does it mean to have love and relationships and you know, what's my relationship with my kids like so it sets the stage for everything that comes later and especially when he meets Ryan Gosling's character. So yes. the the womanizer, the 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 good looking goes home with a different girl every night, so um the stage is is set for that meeting. Um I thought I just had Well, I think it sorry, go ahead. You okay? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you mm-hmm. off.
0: Okay, so I was just gonna say I think it really sets the stage for what manliness is. Explain. So the whole the whole the whole premise is wife cheats, and then she essentially blames it on him yeah. because he's got no direction, he's got no nothing, which is a, a complete lack of justification for adultery. There's no excuse for 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 doing that, uh, man or woman. But then but then the, the movie does a shift where where we start to question we start to look at Ryan Gosling's character, uh Caleb what uh Langenfurter or whatever his name is. Lynn Hagen. Lynn Hagen. And uh David Lindhagen. David <laughs> Lynn Hogan, right? And he he kind of the movie portrays him as this embodiment of manliness. Mm-hmm. So then the question becomes, what is manliness? Is that true and or what is manliness?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And 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 who who is the real man in the film? Mm -hmm. Because I would say that according to biblical standards, Michael Scott is more of a man. Michael Scott, (laughs) Steve Carell is more of a man in this. Even even in his marriage that seems to be failing, is more of a man because he's still providing. He's still he's still working. Well, he has commitment. He has commitments, he, he's responsible, He's he may be emotionally absent, but he's still fulfilling the duty of the husband, mm-hmm. as opposed to what the movie is trying to portray as manliness, the guy who takes a different chick home every night and is very smooth-talking, uh, lack of integrity, uh, kind of really good-looking guy that has no responsibility, no integrity, no consistency, and that's what we're supposed to emulate as manliness. And then we'll get later into the movie. It kind of flips mm-hmm. with the with the the hook and the uh big reveal. But uh, maybe we start the conversation there. What what are your thoughts on manliness, what the what scripture says is manliness, and what did you think of the dynamics of those two characters as the film was portraying Lynn Hagen as a man, of the man that we should try to be.
2: Hold on. Lynn Hagen was the guy that she cheated with.
0: Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. So when I when Cal
2: I is Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. Okay. He He's the, the main protagonist in this movie. And right. then Ryan Gosling plays Jacob.
0: Jacob. That's right. So when I was saying Lynn Hagen, I meant Jacob. So yeah. thank you for yeah. clearing that up. So
2: Ryan Gosling's character.
0: Yes, Ryan Gosling's character. Okay, so that's who you're talking is about. Is okay. the man. Is the man. <laughs> the man. So... And I'm sure many
1: people in his frat have called him the man, (laughs) you know, assuming that he's a frat that he, that he was in a frat or whatever, but, um, right.
0: So I hope that clears everything up. When I I was saying David Langhagen, I actually met Ryan Gosling's character, Jacob. So,
1: so, I mean, it sets it sets the stage for that very well. Um, and it's definitely from the beginning, it's setting you up for that turn that you mentioned. Um, but I mean, I don't want to get in too far into this yet. But I actually have a question for Kayla since she is the the female on the episode, and that is just female expertise. Yeah, w- w- you know what? What are your what thoughts come to mind when you know when you're introduced to the Jacob character?
2: He is. The stereotypical, like, good looking guy that every that all the guys want to be and all the girls want to be with, Mm -hmm. right? That's exactly how he walks in the scene. I think they even changed the music, it's dark lighting. Like, it's he's this moody, suave character that just comes in. But if you were so, I mean. I'm not going to go sleep with just anybody, but like, that's the kind of guy that you would go just have a one night stand with. Mm -hmm. Like, is that kind of character. Right. But if you were to look for somebody for more than that, initially I would say he's not that kind of guy. Like you, you would not be going, taking him home Mm -hmm. (laughs) to meet your parents. Because he initially, you see him every night talking to all the girls in the bar and, like, being this suave guy. He definitely
0: is the frequent.
2: (laughs) Frequent flyer.
0: (laughs) Frequent flyer. Yeah. yeah. And So so... I guess my question would be to break that down even further. So what about that character and maybe it's hard for you to answer this because you aren't that type of girl. You've never really been that type of girl. But what 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 draws women to that as I can delineate between the one-night-stand guy and then the guy I want to marry?
2: Well, what makes his character actually interesting is as they show his interactions in the bar, a lot of it is he's a smooth talker too. Mm-hmm. So he's not just a look. Right. He's not just a... Um, walk in and and sweep you off your feet and off you go. Like he can actually intellectually make these girls feel like they're it. And that he hasn't just slept with a hundred other girls than a hundred nights before. Like he literally will make them feel like you're so special. You're the most beautiful thing in here. And that's what women seek after, especially in a bar when you're by your, when you're single and you're looking for love what you what you look for is that affirmation from a man that is you're beautiful, you're worthy and i think that he has figured out to to his own advantage that game of how to talk to women to make them feel like they're special.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Did that answer your question Nick?
1: Yeah, for sure. So He's essentially Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother.
2: Yeah, that's like, right. yeah, you're that's right. Exactly, that's exactly. Um, absolutely. Um, he's better looking. But. Yeah.
1: Well, that's part of what makes How I Met Your Mother funny is, is who Barney is. But, um, so. <laughs> that's a show. Hey, I sleep to it. Um, <laughs> now I forget what I was gonna say. Okay, so when he first meets Steve Carell in the bar. Steve Carell's like complaining about his wife cheating on him, and you know, burying his soul in public and depressing everyone in the bar. And then Ryan Gosling's Jacob walks up to him, and you know, they have an interaction. But then when it finally gets to the point where Jacob is like teaching him, this is how you interact and pick up women. A lot of what it's like this combination of making the woman feel wonderful while also making them not feel too wonderful. Like also taking yeah. them down a peg. So that's an, wh- why, because, and that's another reason why I compared him to Barney Stinson, because Barney Stinson does the same thing in how I met your mother, like that, that strategy. So why, why would that be appealing? Like I, I really, and I'm, I mean that like, because I don't have an answer. I don't really understand this tearing someone down a little bit is what's going to attract them to you. So is, is there something about the nature of women that that's appealing to generally?
2: I think, I think it is. And I think that um, it's, it's why most movies, it's like the, the girls always want the bad boys and things like that, is I think that... There's something to that like that tearing down that you <clears throat> that you see in this movie is women biblically are to be submissive to a man, and they they want like we are created to be submissive. We are not created to be the dominant we are we are created to be a a helper, a partner, a, a submitting to. A biblical man, and so I think that when they're when you're lost, it comes out as like he he has dominance and, and confidence oh in this presence over me that it's okay if it's a little rude <laughs> if it if they if I I could see my I could submit myself to that guy I think there's something there that when you're lost and you're searching for love so hard and so intensely that you lose that that perfect hierarchy of how God created man and woman. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's what we see come out ugly and why women stay in abusive relationships and why women um like go after the guy that's a jerk is I think that there's some sort of desire to have someone dominant over them because cal at the beginning is so submissive and passive Mm -hmm. that uh, but you would
0: say that that's not attractive either
2: that's what i'm saying he's to the opposite extreme he's too passive and too submissive that that's why his wife blames him right and basically he's not being a man In their relationship and in in their family, he is not being that dominant man. And so then his wife cheats on him with a guy who at work, she knows through work, is this strong, confident, kind of domineering type man. Right. So it's this, it's that balance of like (laughs) swinging one way or the other. And so normally women, when they're lost, are going to, would rather go after a guy that's Too much, too dominant, than too submissive.
0: So you think it's an overcorrection?
2: I do. I do, and I think that
0: I have. I have a question to follow up with that. So, do you think that there's any? So the way Nick presented it was there's a tearing, there's a building up, but then not too much, and there's a little bit of a tearing down to keep, to keep a a woman within, within uh, these two boundaries, right? Not to inflate the ego of the woman, but not tear her down completely and there's and it seems to as the closer those two bars get the better uh the better chances the guy has do you think that with that strategy there is a there's a need for the man where oh he's building me up but I don't I don't fully have him and that now and that makes me want him
2: oh absolutely so so therefore absolutely.
0: the value comes from like Kind of like you can't you, you always want what you can't have kind of thing. So then the attraction starts there.
2: Yeah, and you gotta play the cat and mouse game. Mm. <laughs> I mean that's kind of what it is, is it's there's a little bit of a chase. There's a little there's gotta be a pursuit. Um I mean that's what women wanna be pursued. <laughs> they wanna right. be and they don't wanna necessarily be completely fawned over all the time either, because we're not perfect beings, and I think that there's some part of us that realizes that we're not perfect and and maybe that's because we know what like we're all made in the image of God but we know we fall short of that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think I don't think anybody out there thinks they're perfect even the people who act the most confident. I don't think anybody really truly thinks that they're perfect human beings and I think that's I think that's the, the god in everybody <laughs> that we know right. we're not perfect. Um but yeah, there's definitely a game to that. Uh, attraction and that kind of build you up tear you down thing um but it's interesting how then when you get into a marriage it it tends to be different it almost changes Mm -hmm. so it's like when you're dating you want to play this chase pursuit cat and mouse game but then it's like once you're married it's like like i want you to pursue me but the bible also says not to tear down your wife in front like it's not right to right to do that you're supposed to build her up as as perfect. Right. Um, so it, it it's interesting how it kind of changes, or maybe our culture has made it that cat and mouse kind of game. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Do you think another piece of the, and this isn't just for Kayla, but just in general, um, is it the outward appearance of strength? Like that is also a little bit of, an attraction like this person they walk into a room and they look strong confident they they have it together Mm -hmm. like this is somebody that i could follow but that's so interesting though because he didn't have it together right but that's but it's the outward appearance is the appearance
0: your point is it's just it's the appearance of confidence is attractive not that Absolutely. you're actually confident because it's, And that's
2: what he was teaching so th- so Cal. So then how
0: much... Yeah. So then how much of that... How much of... How... Yeah. It's, inter- it's just so interesting. I have to think about that for yeah. a minute. Yeah,
2: He was teaching Cal how to look the part. He's like, your clothes are outdated. They don't fit you right. He went and gave him a makeover and sent him back into the bar with all of this confidence... He's the same guy he was two days ago. There's not, hes still getting yeah, divorced. that's a good point. His wife still cheated on him. His—he's living in an apartment and doesn't get to see his kids every day anymore. And, and so the
0: babysitter's hitting on him.
2: Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> and so he's still going through hard life, and he's so he's still the same person, but mm. he just dressed him up and gave him a shot of confidence, and said, "Get out there, yeah, bud."
1: Fake confidence. Absolutely exactly. fake confidence. Yeah, it's so interesting. Because when you see um, when you see Jacob as he like starts to experience a relationship that he actually wants to be a part of, he completely loses it. He loses like any composure whatsoever, and he loses his ability to even judge what should I do next. Like he completely falls apart, basically, when he's finally mm-hmm. looking so that that outward confidence one reason that it might be a different girl every night is because he's just repeating the exact same routine with somebody different because if it ever gets any different any deeper or further than that then he's going to be revealed to be somebody who has got nothing together and doesn't have any confidence isn't strong at all and isn't a doesn't have any real quality of manhood to speak of It really is only the outward appearance of it. And if you ever get deeper than that, then he's basically revealed to just kind of be an empty shell that no one would actually want to be a part of. And maybe the reason for that um, outward appearance of confidence is because he's compensating for his actual insecurities. He's not actually... um,
0: Well, he's medicating. He's definitely medicating with women and and alcohol and and that that feeling of of, of status for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting that none of that matters when he finds the right girl. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we want to go into that yet. But uh, but there's something about the shallow man finding the girl that captivates his heart, becoming a deeper man. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a, a domino effect. You know, it's like, okay, now I have, like, it's her. She's different than all of these other women, but now I have motivation to be even better mm-hmm. and actually uh, break out of just the shell and be really me and, and, uh, I guess have something to live for. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that probably a good way to say it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. He meets Hannah, which it's funny how. She goes into their initial meeting just having broken up with her high status lawyer or boyfriend that she thought was gonna propose to him. Right. Proposed right. to her. Um and he offers her a job at the law firm instead of proposing, and she like flips her lid, she loses it. And um she had expectations that he was not wanting to to meet and so They break up and she goes to the bar with her friend just to get drunk and maybe find a random guy. So she goes with the exact intentions of uh, Jacob that Jacob likes and wanted. Right, And then it turns into he can't stop thinking about her and it turns into into a real relationship.
0: Why did he not... Why did he, I guess for lack of a better term, stumble upon her? So like... What he didn't stumble upon her, or she
2: threw him, herself at him.
0: <laughs> well, that wasn't until later, right? Because the initial meeting, didn't, didn't didn't she say, No, I've got to leave?
2: Oh, that was before her. So, that he met her at the bar before she had dinner with her uh, boyfriend and their whole team to congratulate her right. for and then getting she was, or for graduating. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So, they had their congratulatory dinner. She thought she was about to get engaged, and then she didn't. So, she broke up with him and ran back to the hot guy at the bar <laughs> and that's where her but intention guess, was to go So she was medi- she was
1: medicating with him.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Right. She exactly. was med-
0: she was medicating, but I'm talking about that initial meeting where so we just got done talking about how women to to some degree there's a I can't have him, you know, he's built me up but he kind of cuts me down and I am attracted to that because I I want to f- I want him to fully want me without fully wanting me or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Mm-hmm. isn't she isn't she giving him the same thing when she's like, No, I gotta go home, so he didn't win the girl mm-hmm. in that he moment also, she also so had then,
2: a boyfriend at the time,
0: right, I guess that's fair, but I guess that's fair. I forgot I mean, about that
2: same cons i mean it's same concept. but like though,
0: he he couldn't get over the fact that oh, I got rejected, so now I want what i it's the yep. same thing I want what right. I can't have right. So I wonder what it's, it's almost a, uh, it's a, it's it's gotta be a pride thing for, for both, right? It's, it's why am I not good enough? And I want it because now I need the self-satisfaction of being good enough to achieve that level of person. Right. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. How true do you think all of that is, Nick? Do you think a lot of that is just the movie being the movie, taking some creative licensure and being over dramatic? Or do you think that there's a real sense of that in life?
1: No, I think there's a real sense of that in life, and that's what makes the movie relatable. Like, I think that's what I Yeah, I think saying, there, yeah. there's a real sense of that. And so, the more, rela- especially being a comedy, the more relatable it is, the more you're going to laugh at those situations. And I think that's true just about any, any, any comedy, whether it's a romantic comedy or or just a comedy in general is like part of the reason you laugh at these things is because they feel so real and the way they're kind of revealing it. So I think that's, there's definitely some reality there. There's definitely like, and it's hard for me to say because I was never really, I was never really a part of that. Scene where people are going out to bars and getting um, and trying to pick up women and and things like that. So it's it's hard for me to say like how realistic that aspect of it is, but the the underlying desires like those are. I mean, I can't imagine anything more real. To be quite honest, I think that's um, I, and that's one of the things that has stuck with me since probably the first time that i saw this movie which was probably when it came out in 2011 and it was like just how hopelessly we continuously search for what we think love is and sometimes we get, we have that we accurately are searching for love like something that is actually love and sometimes we're like running towards a counterfeit That's not really love, but it's still the underlying desire, kind of like what we talked about with the Jesus Revolution. What were the people searching for? They were searching for God. They were just running to a counterfeit, and that was drugs and the experience that the psychedelics and things would give them. They were still searching for God, but they were running to a counterfeit. Same thing here is just how hopeless we are to search for love and how that can be the thing that we run to in that pursuit can be such a counterfeit version of love which is exactly what's personified in initially in in jacob's character is that counterfeit idea of what love is or could be yet even jacob even though he would have never said at the beginning of the movie deep down, is searching for companionship and love and somebody to understand him and know him and things like that. He's just so insecure that it can't be more than just one night.
2: And it comes easy for yeah. him. It, it, the relationship part is what he had no knowledge of, he had no basis in, so he was scared of it. And so because of that, he never really went to that point. Mm-hmm. But he was successful in the other pursuits that he had Mm -hmm. of one night stands and things like that. And so that, that was easy. So
0: I want to ask this and maybe we, we, you can, I'm going to ask it and both of you can, can kind of list it out. But what, because I think the, all of this conversation and discussion kind of hones in onto the question, what makes a valuable man? Mm -hmm. Because, and I think that we should list those characteristics because, what the movie portrays is the valuable man is the one with status, money, and looks. At least at the beginning, that's what they're saying. Yeah, at least at the beginning, and the the man that is responsible, uh, the man that is consistent, the man that is the family man is the man that is boring. Mm-hmm. And the uh, and we'll get into my issues with uh, Cal's Cal right Cal's wife later in kind of the rhetoric of the movie but w- 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 so I would ask you what what is a what makes a man valuable
1: to me specifically or is that to either one of us
0: that's for both of you
2: I mean I would say you kind of started to say it by how the They transform like how the movie progresses is that um, you see the importance of the consistent um, family man, like the confidence matters, but it's it's a different confidence than what they portray in Jacob's character, Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think it's it's hard to put that one in words of like the difference of the confidence, but. Um, it's that it's that external versus internal confidence and I think the the external is what you see at the beginning um, okay but other values that that make a man like Val is that what you're saying like other yeah so
0: like for instance one of the ways that I would answer the question is if we look at like rejoicing in our own sufferings and staying faithful to something now I know the by the 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 movie doesn't have any biblical basis or anything like that but but Cal in spite of his wife cheating on him and sp- despite all of the insecurities d- I mean probably some types of depression
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, lack of mission or purpose he is consistent and faithful to his family the entire time mm-hmm. that's got to equate to some value. Mm-hmm. More so than that of the man who has status and is running through women with no r- responsibility or accountability.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think you see it in Lynn Hagen that he has no respect for the family system either.
0: That's a good point. That's a very good point.
2: Because he continues to pursue her. So, so she she cheats on her husband with him, and then he she says, "Okay, I can't keep doing this." Um, at one point. And he continues to pursue after her, and so to me, that's just utter disrespect for a family.
0: Well, it's in violation of and you know, uh, love God and love neighbor, <laughs> it's right. like basic.
2: Right, and so I mean, they're still they're not divorced; they're still together, and it's tearing apart a family. So, I mean, the initial sin is is bad, but then he continues to not have any respect. Of the family unit. Right. and I'm, I think I'm that justified
0: that's a, because you're not happy with your husband.
2: Right. Right. And so I think that that is a negative view, and I think she starts to see that as well, that he just has no, no care for her wishes or her family's. Um, and I think that that's what you see in Cal is that um, he slips a little and has... a a one night stand Uh, and a a um,
0: regrettable one at that probably
2: crazy one um
0: that girl was a nut job
2: and i think that um after that you see him know that that's not who he is and that's not the right thing to do no matter how cool he thinks ryan gosling's character jacob is he he knows that that's not really what he wants Mm -hmm. and that's not really who he is because then doesn't he go back and take care of the house Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and he calls his wife and she she even is regretful and she calls him to ask about the pilot light for the furnace yep and yep. he helps her, and he just stays there, and he's just unwavering the entire movie.
2: He has the the one night that he sleeps with somebody mm-hmm. else. I'd say that that's that's a waiver. I'd, I'd say that's, well, right. There's some waiver
0: right. there. <laughs> I guess I guess that's fair. There is some wavering there, but yeah. but the undertone of that is is uh, I don't know. I I just you kind of feel bad for the guy
2: oh 100 yeah. percent. you feel the whole time like you're just like oh this poor guy is just going through misery and then like when he's like s- like sad and mopey at the bar he can't even pick anybody up at the bar kind of thing like she's yeah. off sleeping with lynn Hagen and he can't pick anybody up and then he he finally like gets to be like a sharp looking dad like kind of character and it's like okay like it's picking up for him like life is good and then you're like oh he just is sleeping with him because Jacob told him to like right. kind of thing so like you almost write it off right that he well
0: yeah you start playing the justification olympics because it's it's like well husband is not who wife thought he would be and she's bored so she needs to cheat and then she's justified because her husband's not doing what he is uh supposed to do uh third-party guy who's cheating with the wife is justified because husband's not doing what he's supposed to do wife cheated on husband so now husband's justified to cheat on wife and that's just not how that's not that's not how it's supposed to be
2: love keeps no record
0: (laughs) yeah like if you're in a marriage that that is your own little i think uh uh John Lovell uh just dropped a podcast, the John Lovell Show, and he actually said that once you get married, you create your own little oasis with your wife and your family, and it's separate from everybody else yep and I love there that there's no that, one else that out depiction there. <laughs> of the little oasis with just you two yep. and uh I thought that was really good so uh so yeah, it's just you play the justification game because well, you wronged me so now i'm I'm justified in wronging you right and we talked about this in the batman episode that vengeance is the lord mm-hmm. you know and he'll come back and he'll he'll deal with every every sin and he'll also deliver you know with the death of christ he'll deliver the mercy the and grace mm-hmm. uh according to his will so yeah. it's just interesting the 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 way it's all predicted and i love the multiple different storylines is in uh the movie yeah yeah
2: how they all intertwine and right so, and um but as the movie progresses that's, I think that's where you were going Nick the value of, of men and kind of um, how how it progresses and changes mm-hmm. throughout throughout the the story yeah
1: and yeah so I would um, a few verses that came to mind first um, Corinthians um, 16 verse 13 and 14, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong, mm-hmm. let all that you do be done in love. And I think that's, that is the exact opposite of Jacob at the beginning of the movie. So, yes, he's presenting himself and other people look at him as, you know, the ultimate man, but the reality is nothing he's doing is being done in love. It's being done in out of insecurity, out of selfishness, out of pride, whatever you want to call it, but um so you know that's talk about the qualities and value of men a man should be watchful should be able to stand firm and right there you see that's probably an area where cal's character is falling short and that's part of the problem between him and his wife is he won't he doesn't stand firm there seems to be a lack of even though yes He's providing for his fam- family family. He, he does love his wife, but there doesn't seem to be much conviction in him until he loses everything right until he loses his his family. He seems like kind of a weak um, a weak kind of guy. It's a pushover doesn't doesn't really stand for anything. and so he's not strong but and then you have Jacob who appears to be strong, but you know, it's kind of revealed that he's not really all that as strong as he appears to be. But then that aspect of let all that you do be do, let sorry, let all that you do be done in love. If love is the driving force, then it then love pushes you to have conviction. Love pushes you to be strong when strength is called for. Love pushes you to be what you've been called to be and to stand in strength and and, and all of that stuff. So um, that is. That is what a man is is called to be, and, and it has to be from a place of love. And then just some a couple other things. Um, Psalm one: Blessed is the man, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are, are like chaff that the wind drives away. So just, blesses is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. So there has to be some, in order for a man to actually live in true manhood, I guess, um... He can't be pursuing wicked things or taking advice from wicked people like Jacob at the beginning of the movie, and he can't be looking for um, fulfillment where sinners look for fulfillment, like a bar, for example, in the movie. And he he shouldn't be sitting in the seat of scoffers making fun of everyone who's struggling around him, kind of irreverent to those um, who have needs around him, but his delight should be in the law of the Lord. So he should be fully committed and um, should find joy in the word of God um, and meditate on it day and night, constantly um, in season, out of season, all the time. And that is what produces the type of attribute attributes that people need or the world needs um, in a man. That's, that's how a man finds value and um, produces and adds value to the people around him through, um, through those things.
2: And I think that's, you're talking about not taking um, counsel from the wicked and you called Jacob wicked. And I think that's where this movie does a really good job of trying to show, like trying to make him look like a good guy and not the bad guy Mm -hmm. where at the beginning of the movie, he was not a a good person. Like he, the things he was doing were not biblical, were not beneficial. It, and, but he goes in almost Mr. Miyagi's, um, cow to help him (laughs) and to try and coach him to, find his manhood and you're like yeah like you 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 start feeling like this oh he's such a good guy Mm -hmm. look at him help him and it's like but he's helping him he's helping him find his confidence which is good but his his methods are are wicked Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. and they're and they're for the selfish gain Mm -hmm. and not for what's best for the family what what's best for the family is get back to your wife
0: Right. I want to ask this question before we get too much more down the road. Why do you why do the two of you think uh Jacob
1: helps Cal? Why waste his time? The silence means it's a good question.
2: <laughs> it is a good question.
0: So so what what benefit outside of just the plot, <laughs> it's convenient for the plot? Uh, what benefit does, like, why do you think Jacob helps Cal? What benefit does it get to him? Because that's the type of guy he is, right? Mm-hmm. So if he's, he's not the type of guy to just do things unless it, you know, self-serves himself. So what's the motive?
2: I actually think it's not selfish because there is no benefit to him. There's no benefit to him if he helps this guy out or not. He gets no more girls because of it. He gets no money or status or anything from it. He gets a good feel. I think it's maybe he gets a good feeling from it. It It's that, okay, I've medicated these other ways. Like, let's try to do some good to, to see if I can make myself feel better and feel like a good person. Um, but I think that there might be... Some part of him that's like that sees Cal as like you're you're the the kind of guy that had it all, and that we we young guys strive to be in that position, but we don't want to end up like you. So there's got to be hope for me if I can fix you and and get you back on your feet. Mm, okay, like he's seeing future him because. Okay. Really, if you're out there looking for love as desperately as he is, like you, you are hopeful for that perfect family situation and being the man and having the kids and the white picket fence. And I mean, that's the dream. Like that's your goal. Your goal isn't to be 50 years old and still picking up girls at the bar. Mm -hmm. You want that life. You want that family. uh,
0: Your winning percentage goes way down (laughs) when you're 50 years old trying to pick up women (laughs) at a bar. Yeah, Uh, just by age.
2: You'd have to work a lot harder for looks like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Or have a lot more money. Yeah, that too. Mm. Um, But no, I think that's actually a way better answer than I thought I was going to get. It's literally, he feels like, okay, I want what he has. I'm looking at myself. There's got to be hope for me. So that's the self-seeking way out. Mm -hmm. It's interesting.
1: Yeah, I think um, in addition to that, I think he's lonely and needs a friend, and he finds and he yeah, finds he true. finds a friend in the one person who appears to be weaker than he feels on the inside. Okay,
0: that's good too. Yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah, that's really good.
0: Um, Kayla had to go check on the the baby. Oh
1: man! All right.
0: <laughs> so, uh, but that's interesting. So then we get to so then we get to. The reveal. Are we there yet?
1: Sure, keep going.
0: So we get to the reveal where the 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 one the one girl that has Jacob's eye ends up being Cal's
1: daughter, mm-hmm.
0: and it's hilarious. Yeah. Because they're at the they're at the uh, they're hanging out in the backyard, um, and more so than that, the babysitter. Uh, what did she? Was it a letter? What is that? What did the mom find in the drawer? Was it pictures or something? Or yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. It, no, it was it, the daughter took pictures of herself and was gonna mail it to him. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? But then at the end, she gives it to Cal's son because Cal's son—it's just a big love thing. So it's like Cal's son. How old do you think he is? Like 7 or 10? Oh, he's like, I'd say like 11. Maybe 11. 12. It has the thing for the babysitter. The babysitter has a thing for Cal. Cal is just lost his way. He wants his wife and can't uh, have her.
1: Or at least not wants uh, his wife and then... can't have her.
0: Yeah, and then wife wants David Lynn Hagen. <laughs> but then Cal's oldest daughter, which is not told to you at the beginning of the film that it's his daughter, um, wants Jacob... Jacob wants her, but Cal and Jacob have this interesting relationship where, you know, they're womanizers, and by the end of the film, they're both womanizers and trying to pick up chicks, and uh, Jacob, so like, Cal knows Jacob's past and how he is, and now it comes to the, uh, you know, there's a come-to-Jesus moment where, do I want this guy that's taught me all this stuff to be with my daughter?
1: And the answer is obviously no.
0: (laughs) No, absolutely not. And uh, and I think that right there is proof in the pudding that
1: it's immoral. Because mm-hmm. why else? You know why else would why else yeah,
0: yeah. why else wouldn't you want that guy? Mm-hmm. Because at the beginning of the movie, it's that's the guy to be. Mm-hmm. That's the guy to be. And at the end of the movie, you don't want to be that guy. Yeah. So that's the that would be the the
1: the proof. Yeah. So I think a lot of people. Struggle with especially a lot of single people. Well, hopefully, only single people struggle with you know what should finding a spouse and dating look like. Like, even people who so, even Christians who desire to be married, I think they there can often oftentimes be a struggle of here I am, I'm trying to attend church, I'm trying to do these things but i can't there's where am i supposed to find a spouse in at a for example at a church where everyone's 50 and over right there's no one here my age where am i supposed to go so like maybe you get tempted maybe you go to a bar yeah because you are i mean where else are you going to find somebody right and maybe you'll find somebody there um but i mean what do you what do you think about that i mean that's I think that's a very real struggle for for some people, I would say.
0: Well, I think it's actually even more challenging than you described. Because there's a lot of people um who we know who were a part of our church community that have fallen away uh, however you want to you like however you want to say that have uh Let's just say they're not living according to what a new creation should live like. So you can't even trust Christian communities Mm -hmm. in a way. So I think it's even more difficult than the way you're presenting it. So Because if you can't go to a bar, and then on top of that you go to the, 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 the youth group, the local youth group, and you can't even trust that because those people are going to bars or whatever, you know, um, know, what do you do? I'm kind of, I'm like, I'm so glad that I dated one girl, married her, and had our (laughs) kids. Like, I'm so glad because even today with, with, with what's going on in the world, not only what we just described as how hard it is as a Christian to date, but then you throw in gender ideology and you throw in, I mean, you darn near need to ask someone for their birth certificate before you even feel comfortable going on a date with them anymore. So I don't, I have no idea how to answer that question. I, I just think yeah. people are just up a Creek. Honestly, <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's just no hope, nothing you can do. You just gotta, I mean, I, I don't say no just hope. hit your knees and pray and hope somebody can, Yeah, <laughs> somebody, somebody will have you. I mean, it's
0: just, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm honestly just, um, stressed out, you know? Yeah. I mean, Kayla and I have even had the, that conversation like, man, I hope we, neither of us die because we're going to have to be single the rest of our lives. Because how do you find a spouse in today's time with, you know, men becoming women and women becoming men and, you know, lack of youth in the church, uh, lack of trust in church? Mm-hmm. Those are all things that, that I would struggle with if I wasn't yeah. married. How do you how do you truly find someone? I was lucky that I found someone through high school. Mm-hmm. So,
1: but even then, like a lot of the stuff that you see in this movie is prevalent in high school too, and it was even it even is. when I was in high school. That was I mean that was the case partying right. and right. and things like that. So it's
0: well not so much art. We went to a Christian high school, yeah. so you know we're just you know tiny bit. Well, better. you did, yeah. You and Caleb, <laughs> I did. Yeah, I, that's what I meant when I said yeah. we. My wife and I went to the same high school. Um,
1: so. no. But, yeah, so, like, so let's, you know, how how old are you? You're 30 now, right? So you're. Yeah. How old are you? We can talk about that later. Um, are you, are you 40? <laughs> No, I'm not 40. Um, you're 40? No, not 40 yet. Um, now I don't know what I was going to say. Um, are you 38? So I'm going to I'm going to pick one of your boys. Um Ronan, 36. Um let's you know, let's say Ronan's 18. So what, you'll be what 46 when he's 18 oh, for something yeah. like that. I'll go with here, man. So let's let's say earlier than that. is way too old, but you know, he's interested in girls and he's interested in um, trying to date and f- ask somebody on a date and is starting to come to you with questions all right is, is asking you what do I do how do I do this what would be right what would be wrong like and I'm not you know not a list or anything but what are just some things that you might say like when he's well I mean I think the the first I, I think it starts
0: before then because I think I think accountability has to be talked about and in in taught well, you're accountable for your actions. Actions has con- have consequences. And we've, I mean, he's three. Mm-hmm. So we've already started doing that. You know, hey, if you don't listen to mom and dad, there's a consequence. We may be okay. We may not be mad. But if you don't put your toys away, you're going to go to stand in the corner or you're going to get a spanking or timeouts or whatever the punishment is. There's always a consequence for an action. If you, and, and it works both ways, both positive and negatively. So if you do follow directions from mom and dad, then you might get a Reese cup. He loves Reese cups, so we, we give him Reese cups every now and then. You know, right now potty training is a big deal, no, so if he poops in the potty, me, he gets a Reese's Reese cups cup. would work for me too. Um, yeah. So uh he's just a big fan of Reese. Reese cups and what are those uh popsicle things, those mango what are they? Are they like icy popsicle things that he likes to eat with you?
2: Oh no, they're just uh Fruit popsicles. Okay, just fruit. Well,
0: anyway, ice cream works because he's Kayla's son. And I think that there it's important to stress accountability because as you get older and as you age, as we all know, there's a responsibility. Bigger decisions have bigger consequences, both positive and negative. And if you start there, I think that's a good foundation before you start talking about, okay, you know, who do you, who do you, uh, think that, like, what qualities in a man or woman for our boys, it would be a woman, obviously, what, what qualities do you, do you look for? Mm -hmm. Um, hopefully the response is, well, dad, you did a pretty good job with mom. Maybe we emulate something like mom. Maybe we look for a girl that, that mom exemplifies, uh, and we look for those qualities that mom has to align uh, with for a spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, also, teaching them that dating is a means to an end. Um, it's not this just perpetual thing that goes off into the ether forever and ever. Um, teaching them that that dating is a means to an end, and the end is marriage. Um, those are some of the bigger concepts that come to mind. Did yeah. I? I mean, did you have a specific? Yeah route you wanted to go
1: or? Just asking the question for the sake of discussion, just because I think a lot of people, even Christians, have never had anyone teach them, how do I date according to a Christian worldview? How do I go about finding the person that I'm going to marry according to a Christian worldview? And so just, you know, just those basic principles, I think, are absent in in a lot of ways, for a lot of people, they just don't learn. I mean, I
0: guess the specifics that come to mind are obviously, like, understanding what sexual sin is, and there's homosexual sin, and there's also heterosexual sin. Um, and I think I think that any—I mean, sex outside of marriage um, in any form is, is sinful, mm-hmm. so you need to abstain from that. Um, and then also, I think having, you know, discipline and boundaries is really, really good. I know that was really important when we started dating— Mm -hmm. Um, for us that we set boundaries and, and, uh, and I think that that's just more of a a wisdom type thing to prevent you from being in situations that make you susceptible to deception and kind of like what we talked about in the Jesus revolution, uh, um, episode, where it becomes very emotional and sometimes you have to deny your emotion. You have to die to yourself Mm -hmm. and follow Jesus. You have to die to your, the call is to come and die. And in order to do that, you might have to, um, what's the word, uh, suppress your urges, Mm -hmm. um, in order to be obedient to what the call of scripture for the, the, the new creation that you are in Christ requires you to, to become, Mm -hmm. um, now, that's not to say that there isn't any hope for those that fall. Sure. But the goal is to not fall. Yeah. So, and that's the whole point of boundaries and having wisdom. I also think that it would be very important to, or at least a, a wise idea, to find someone to mentor you through your dating relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, just have like an outside, um, I guess, set of eyes. And, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea to have a girl for the girl and a guy for the guy and then have you know meetings and uh, more of kind of like a life group kind of thing where you're mm-hmm. going through Christian marriage and there's a mentorship maybe not necessarily marriage counseling but but more of like a dating I don't even know what you would call it I'm kind of thinking this I think off you the top would top just call it like discipleship a- I agree. Yeah. yeah, that's probably right. Just yeah, just like a dating discipleship or a relationship yep. discipleship. How do I situation honor God where... in my
1: new found dating relationship? Right. Yeah.
0: And, and I think that I think in the Christian church, and Nick, uh, maybe your experience is a little different, but the whole like accountability partner uh, gets a little overused because ac- accountability partners are great, but they can only hold you accountable for what they know mm-hmm. of. And what do we do? as sinful people lie, (laughs) we don't tell people we we lie lie or you (laughs) hide it. Yeah. So we hide it and then it kind of defeats the whole purpose of the accountability partner. So there, so, so that's why I, I always kind of go back and with our boys, we go. I go back, and we have to lay the foundation of accountability first, mm-hmm. and understanding the consequences, and being able to think before you act, and 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 look ahead down the road. Where does this decision lead? And it may be seven decisions after that that the consequence happens. Mm-hmm. But at least you're training your children, um, and you're training your 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 young adults to think down, you know, ahead. And I I, I don't think in my uh short experience with youth ministry i don't think that that's uh at least it's not it's the the perception is that it's not done by a lot of parents these days because what my perception is of parents these days is they are so reactionary in their lives because there's so much going on. You know, the kids got sports and extracurricular and jobs are, jobs are kicking off and maybe the economy's bad and politics are bad. And, you know, maybe there's sickness and health problems in the families. And, you know, aunt Janine's got a problem with uncle John. And there's just all this crap that comes along with family that we would all, we all love essentially and they just become very reactionary in their life, and then them themselves they stop thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. So then, if you are doing that as a parent, you can't expect your kid to do that because they're not being taught, and they also don't know how. And then they're gonna uh, mimic or mirror your example. So mm-hmm. those are just kind of you use the term
1: word jumble. Yeah. That's kind
0: of where my head's.
1: At. Yeah, I think that I think that's helpful. Um, I know one thing that I try, I try to. As a dad of a girl, um, I know one thing I try to, like, really hammer home is, like, that there's always a level of, like, it's hard to say this because I don't don't think it's 100% the case. But I want her to believe that she is owed a certain level of attention, if that makes sense and a certain type of attention. So, for for example, this is just a really, really basic, easy thing, and maybe in the grand scheme of things it means a lot, and maybe in the grand scheme of things it really means nothing. But if she ever says, Dad, will you dance? I say yes. Dad, will you dance with me? 90 to 95% of the time the answer is yes. Because I want her to think somebody who loves me is supposed to put their time and effort into doing even this with me. So I want her to develop. I want that to, my goal is that that develops over time. And I, um, I want her to expect that of whoever it is that's trying to pursue her. That that's basic really good. things like that. Really good. Um, and then trying to be attentive and listen. Like if she wakes up and tells me about her dream, not just saying, Oh yeah, that's nice, honey, but actually listen. Like oh was that scary? How'd you feel? You know, and ac- actually, because I want her to equate man with somebody who's supposed to listen, somebody who's supposed right. to care about what I'm saying, and so th- those are just and I try to reinforce her being stubborn and hard headed as counterintuitive as that might seem because I think we both know that, and it's kind of exemplified in Ryan Gosling's character if if there is a level of a a lack of conviction on the females part then men who are searching for who are really trying to get what they want are able to kind of pick at those things right and i want her to have a a level of conviction that she's hard-headed about so i don't i don't like i don't discipline sassiness and i won't like I want her to feel strongly about things. And um, now, if she does something disrespectful, then yeah, that's going to be disciplined. But right.
0: there's a difference right. between what sarcasm right. or sassiness and disrespect. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, those I are agree. just
1: because I want her to, I want her to be strong in, in her opinions and, and convictions and knowing what she wants and things like that. So, those are some things that come to mind, like from the other side. So, your side was, you know, parenting boys and.
0: Do you, uh, do you, uh, I think I know what you're going to say to this. Um, Kayla, jump back in here if you want to. But um, do you think the double standard in raising boys versus girls is part of God's design?
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And why? For those that might be listening and I want to hear your guys' thoughts on that.
2: So I think that as a female, so I know how I was raised and how I I would want to be treated, is not necessarily how I would parent my boys. Um, so, now as a mother of two boys, it's... I think a lot of the reason that there is a difference in parenting is their nature. Okay. So, So, men and boys are... Their nature is stronger and not as emotionally tied at or the emotions are different i should say so the emotions that that females emote more frequently are not the same as what what boys or men would emote naturally so um like when ronan gets upset about something his anger comes through pretty strong
0: you mean his roaring? Yeah, he roars at all the time. It's like, what the heck are you roaring at me for, kid? Knock that off.
2: <laughs> so, so how you parent that? I mean, you, we we want our boys to be strong, but they have to be able to tame that anger, because exactly on the flip side of like what Nick was saying is like that there's an expectation of how you treat people. Mm-hmm. So. Like he's raising his daughter to expect certain things, so we have to raise our sons to ensure that they they give that.. Right. Um, and so I think that if we, if you don't rein in those intense emotions that the, that meant boys emote as boys, that then when they are men, they can't tame that either. And so I think
0: that and that's when the consequences become worse
2: way worse. Right. And so I think that the reason that the parenting looks so different is because girls are naturally more passive and timid in nature. Just they're, they're more delicate. Um, I mean, I'm sure we could probably multiply how many times that Nick could look at Lincoln the wrong way and she cry versus how intense we have to get with our boys just to get them to listen, let alone actually get another emotion out of them. So
0: Right, and you've said recently, like, oh, he just doesn't care what I think. Oh, <laughs> he doesn't he, care what I say. Oh, absolutely. He, does, As he doesn't mom, respond to me at yeah. all. and. That's this, when I have to go in and...
2: Yep. So th- there's definitely a, a strength to boys that you have to tame. I won't say break because I, I agree with Nick. I think it's good to have that strength. And um, they have to they have to be able to stand on their own two feet and be strong men and confident. But you can't go beyond that. You can't go too far. Um, and I think boys tend to go too far and then so then and nobody reigns it in early enough so then as men they they get out of control but then i think on the flip side for girls you cannot come at them that strong cuz you'll break them you'll actually break their spirit and you'll um and you'll and like nick said like you're you're teaching as a father especially you're teaching your child like what that what men should look like and so for daughters like you don't want to teach them that men are allowed to yell at you and scream at you and, and demean you your whole life. Like that's not the right way to go about it, but you also don't want to say you can get whatever you want out of men. Right. If you bat your eyes and, Mm. and smile pretty, you can get whatever you want because daddy did it. Like, I mean, that simple, but it's crazy how that translates. Like if you start looking at people and their childhood and how their parents were, it's amazing how something that simple as, Daddy always gave her what she wanted. How that turns into an adult woman—that it's—it's right. it's amazing to see the correlation. Um,
0: Where it gets manipulative and uh-huh. Uh,
2: and down the wrong down, usually down the wrong path of of what they what they expect or get out of men, or look for out of men too. Right, what they seek after. So. Um, I definitely think there's a reason that there's a difference between the two of them. And now Nick can come at me and say, nah, you're crazy. But um, having to actually parent both. See, I I get the benefit of only having to parent one.
1: (laughs) Nick, you're up. I just agree.
2: (laughs) That's all all I need to say.
1: (laughs) Love it.
0: That's awesome. Um, Favorite part of the movie?
2: Oh, my favorite part, and it's I, I laugh out loud just talking about it is when all of the crazy storylines converge mm-hmm. in the backyard.
0: Yeah, it's gotta be it.
2: Oh my gosh, it's it's funny every time you watch it, and um, how they all mean you get word vomit going on of everybody telling everybody you get oh my gosh that's who you're talking about yeah, all, this, they, all just,
0: the guys just start hitting each other you,
2: yeah you get the full-on like full yeah. ex- exemplary of, like ex- of men
0: explosion in, of
2: oh it is, it is and it just keeps going mm-hmm. that's what's crazy And the
0: fear on jacob's face when he realizes that that's cal's daughter <laughs> oh yeah the fear of the father is a thing mm-hmm.
2: yep Yep, and then Father. when David Linhagen walks in the backyard, and they all look at you, David Linhagen, David Linhagen, <laughs> and then Ryan Gosling goes and punches him for Cal, like he was just fighting against Cal. Yep. And then he goes and punches him for Cal. It's like, oh my gosh, oh, it's, it's a,
0: it's a really good movie. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I agree. That, yeah. I think
1: that's the best part. Either that, um, or just to say something different. It's Steve Carell jumping out of the car at the very beginning. <laughs> One of those two things are. Yeah, I I would have to agree with the
0: car one. I yep. think both of those are good good spots. Um Nick, we're an hour and thirteen minutes in. Do you have uh any final thoughts?
1: Nope, not this time. I think we're good. Yep. yep.
0: All right, guys. Thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and we will see you on the next episode of the Watch World Podcast. Go watch a movie.